The Productive Woman, Episode 465. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll talk about the role of flexibility and resilience in making a meaningfully productive life. You'll find more information and links to lots of resources mentioned in this episode, all in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 465. This episode is brought to you by Calm. Stressful deadlines, long hours, and the pressures of juggling family and social life can take a toll on your mental health. With Calm, you can get in-the-moment relief from everyday sources of stress and anxiety so you can show up feeling refreshed and ready to tackle any challenge. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, giving you the power to calm your mind and change your life. Now, Calm recognizes that everyone faces unique challenges in their daily lives, that mental health needs differ from person to person, and that time for things like meditation may vary. And since self-care practices are so deeply personal, Calm strives to provide content that caters to your preferences and needs. They have meditations that range from focuses on anxiety and stress, relaxation and focus, to building habits and taking care of your physical well-being. They have sleep stories with hundreds of titles to choose from, including sleep meditations and calming music that will have you drifting off to dreamland quickly and naturally. And they even have expert-led talks on topics such as tips for overcoming stress and anxiety, handling grief, improving self-esteem, caring for relationships, and much more. The Calm app puts the tools you need to feel better in your back pocket. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you can get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That's the one that I use that I pay for myself and have for several years. And they add new content every week. So there's always something new to listen to to help you out. So you can stress less, sleep more, and live better with Calm. As I've often said, I'm especially grateful for Calm's sleep stories, which help me get to sleep. I have a soft headband with built-in Bluetooth speakers that I bought from Amazon for about $15 that I can comfortably wear to bed so I can listen to a Calm sleep story from the app on my phone or iPad, whether I'm at home or at a hotel, without disturbing anybody else. I also enjoy the guided meditations, though, and in fact, After I had outlined this episode, I actually searched in the Calm app and found that they have a number of meditations specifically around the topic of resilience, many of them narrated by Tamara Levitt, who's one of my favorite Calm narrators. And there's also a Daily J narrated by Jay Shetty on the topic of cognitive flexibility, which is something we're going to talk about in this episode. All of these are things that I'll be putting on my schedule for the coming days to listen to. As I said, for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash TPW. 
So go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash T-P-W for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash T-P-W. All right, let's get into our topic for this week. Uh, it's not a particularly profound or observant um, statement to say that our modern world is unpredictable and constantly changing. And change is not something that I have been a fan of throughout my life. In the past, I've often jokingly said that my life motto is, we fear change. And and it's a joke, but there's some truth in it. Uh, It has often in my life been a challenge for me to adapt to change. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately as my husband and I have been discussing some pretty big changes to our life as we approach retirement including downsizing from the house that we really love and even considering plans to travel more in an RV to visit our kids around the country and see some parts of the country we haven't seen before. And I I don't know, while these changes are exciting and there's something I want, uh, there's a part of me that is resistant to it. Um, they challenge my sort of homebody routine favoring personality. And as I've pondered all of this, I've thought a lot about the importance of being flexible, adaptable, and resilient in the face of change and unexpected difficulties in our lives. And I started digging into those topics because I'm not sure I would describe myself as a person who's particularly flexible or resilient Maybe I am and I just, you know, I'm not giving myself enough credit. But as I said, I started digging into it and doing some research. And the more I read, the more I looked into this, the more I've come to understand that flexibility and resilience are truly vital traits that can boost our productivity by helping us accommodate change, navigate challenges with a positive mindset and adapt to the different situations that we're going to face in our lifetime. And so I thought I'd share with you some of the things that I found in researching this just kind of for my own life. So let's talk about, first of all, what these terms mean. You know me, I words matter. I care about the definitions of words. And so looking at the definitions of flexibility and resilience is a great starting point for me. There are several dictionary definitions of flexibility, for instance. The Oxford Dictionary defines flexibility as the quality of bending easily without breaking or willingness to change or compromise. Dictionary.com says something similar, the ability to bend easily or without breaking or the quality of being easily adapted. The Cambridge Dictionary defines it as the ability to change or be changed easily according to the situation, or again, the ability to bend or to be bent easily without breaking. It's interesting because the ability to bend without breaking, often the term is used in connection with materials, you know, whether it's a metal or plastic or something else that it can bend without breaking means it's a flexible material, but that certainly applies to us as human beings, doesn't it? That if we are flexible, we're able to bend to a situation without breaking, without falling apart. One self-described researcher named Anand Bari Sarkar in a post on Quora 
talked about psychological flexibility as the ability to accept difficult thoughts and feelings without judgment and to take action in accordance with your values. And this researcher says it is a skill, it being flexibility, is a skill that can be learned and developed over time. And I thought that was encouraging. Another article on Medium describes flexibility as the ability to adjust to changes in your life without creating stress or drama. And this article notes that being flexible in life means that you can change your plans and adapt to new situations easily. And, you know, the easily part of it, I guess, gave me pause. I think I can do these things. I don't know that it's easy for me. And my initial reaction to a change in plans or, you know, big changes is often, you know, to be nervous about it and and to react negatively. And it's something that I have been working on over the course of my life. And maybe you feel the same. Maybe you've experienced that as well, or maybe you're more flexible than I am. Looking at the term resilience, the Oxford Dictionary describes that as the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Toughness is another word for resilience. In dictionary.com, they define resilience as the power or ability of a material to return to its original form, position, etc. after being bent, compressed, or stretched. And again, here they're talking about a physical material, but there's some applicability to us as human beings as well. And in fact, dictionary.com also includes as a definition of resilience, the ability of a person to adjust or recover readily from illness, adversity, major life changes, etc. So that's resilience. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it as the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress. And also it defines it as an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. So the more resilient we are, I guess, the easier it is to uh, recover from misfortune, change, that sort of thing. The Cambridge Dictionary defines resilience as the ability to be happy, successful, etc. again, after something difficult or bad has happened. And it also has the one kind of related to materials, defining it as the ability of a substance to return to its usual shape after being bent stretched or pressed. Again, that's a definition applied to physical materials, but think about how that can apply to us. Sometimes life bends us and stretches us and presses us. And if we are resilient, we can bounce back from that. Another Medium article says people more inclined toward resiliency can maintain or regain functionality and vitality Despite trouble or setback, they effectively combine strength and adaptability. Natural confidence, the article says, and a positive outlook allow them to view difficulty as opportunity and failure as growth. They assume that their personal best is yet to come and don't get stuck in disappointment. Instead, they envision the bright and assorted benefits that will result from the eventual attainment of their goals. And I really like that kind of discussion of what resilience is. Those of us who are more inclined 
to be resilient, whether naturally or because we've developed that trait, are able to bounce back and, as this article says, combine strength and adaptability and a positive outlook to come back from adversity. So flexibility and resilience are different, but they are complementary to each other. And in fact, Sarkar in that Quora post that I mentioned earlier noted that while psychological flexibility and resilience are related, they are not the same thing. Psychological flexibility is a skill, he says, that can help you cope with difficult emotions and situations, while resilience is a trait that can help you bounce back from setbacks. A bunch of the articles that I looked at talked about the fact that flexibility, this ability to adapt, is an important component of resilience, which is, again, that ability to bounce back from difficulties or setbacks. One therapist has described it this way in an article that, again, I will link all these articles in the show notes so you can check them out. They're really worth looking at. But this therapist describes it this way. Resilient people understand that life is unpredictable and unexpected things happen, so they are often able to roll with the change and welcome it as part of life. They know that challenges are important for personal growth and recognize that there are things that they cannot control. Focusing on the things they can control and adjusting to the new reality using their strengths However, the main personal characteristic that resilient people share is that they cultivate an attitude of flexibility, gratitude, and compassion. And so this this article was particularly interesting to me and, and very helpful because of that. It helped me kind of conceptualize what it means to be resilient and I, I like this this explanation that the the main personal characteristic of resilient people is this attitude of flexibility, gratitude, and compassion. And specifically, the therapist noted that these people cultivate that attitude. It might not come naturally to us, right? We may not um, have grown up that way. We may not have had an environment uh, in our childhood that. Um, fostered an attitude of flexibility, gratitude, and compassion, but we can cultivate those things and they will help us to be more resilient in the face of challenges, which we all experience, don't we? So it's easy to see how flexibility and resilience can impact our productivity. This is a podcast about productivity, right? And that's why I'm talking about this today, these these concepts of flexibility and resilience, uh, because of their impact on our productivity, our ability to get things done that matter to us, and our ability to make a life that matters as we each define it for ourselves. Both flexibility and resilience give us the ability to overcome obstacles and setbacks, to try new approaches, and to persist when things are difficult. All of those things are necessary if we're going to be productive in any of the senses that we ever talk about it on this podcast. If we're going to get those things done that are important to us, if we're going to achieve our goals, if we're going to make a life that matters as we define it for ourselves, we have to be able to identify and overcome obstacles and setbacks because we're all going to experience those. 
we have to be able to try new approaches. That's the flexibility piece of it. If, if this didn't work, what will? And we have to have the ability to persist when things are difficult, if we want to accomplish the things that matter to us and make a life that matters. In addition, according to the Mayo Clinic, resilience, and I'm quoting from this article because I just thought this was interesting. It wasn't something I had thought about before I started doing this research. So the article says, resilience can help protect you from various mental health conditions, such as depression and anxiety. The article goes on to say, resilience can also help offset factors that increase the risk of mental health conditions, such as being bullied or previous trauma. So all of these conditions, of course, can make productivity difficult. It can make it difficult for us to accomplish the things we need and want to do. It can make it difficult for us to make a life that matters if we are in the throes of depression or anxiety or for dealing with trauma of various types. But according to the Mayo Clinic and the research that they were looking at, resilience can help protect us from those conditions and help us decrease the risk that those mental health conditions will ensue from trauma of various kinds. As we foster resilience, we are more resistant to the the bad effects, I guess, of things like being bullied or uh, experiencing trauma of various kinds. So anything that helps us to avoid those mental health conditions, or at least to minimize the effects of them, will contribute to a more productive life, right? So it's important to understand the impact of flexibility and resilience and to cultivate both of those traits. So what are some things we can do? I, I did. I looked at a bunch of articles, and I, as I said, I'll link to all of them or a bunch of them in the show notes for this episode. If this is something you want to dig into a little more on your own uh, to get more suggestions, more ideas about how to cultivate these traits. Um, but here are a few of them. So one coach whose article I read offers several suggestions for developing psychological flexibility. So we're going to talk about that first, some ideas for cultivating flexibility. Uh, And so this coach offers several uh, different suggestions, uh, one of them being introspection. The coach says, know more about yourself, your values, your goals in life, behaviors, things that trigger your stress responses and how you cope with them. Uh, She says, exploring your mindset and thought patterns allows you to pinpoint where you may have a difficulty and address the issue in a more personalized way. So the starting point, just like so many other things in life, right, is awareness, understanding yourself, what triggers your stress responses and where might you have some pain points that you can address uh, to develop that psychological flexibility. She also suggests mindfulness. Uh, In the article, she says, maintain an awareness of your thoughts and emotions as well as the surrounding environment. Pay attention to when your most intrusive and negative thoughts occur and actively stop them by countering them or by realizing they're just momentary ones. Uh, She says, the words we use have power and are capable of forming neural networks in our brain. The more we use certain words, the more we reinforce them and the thoughts they represent. So being mindful about 
the conversation you're having in your head, uh, the voice that you have in your head. Uh, We're going to be talking with uh, uh, someone in next week's episode about finding and using our voice. And while she talks a lot about the, you know, the voice coming out of our mouth, she also writes and talks a lot about the voice in our head and being aware of that noticing when it's when that voice is using negative words and finding ways to counteract that can make a huge difference in our ability to develop that psychological flexibility that's so important um, staying present and learning to let go of resistance to change can foster the flexibility that will help us to be more productive, both in the, the immediate day-to-day and in the long term. And mindfulness practices like meditation can help. There, there A bunch of articles talked about this as I was kind of digging into this topic. And so I mentioned in the sort of little sponsor spot Uh, that Calm has actually some guided meditations about this. There's nothing woo-woo about using a practice like meditation. When I'm talking about meditation, I'm not talking about a religious practice necessarily, but simply taking time to be quiet with your thoughts and being aware of what's going on in your head and guiding your, your thoughts in a more positive way. And so any tool that will help with that can help us to be more psychologically flexible. Uh, This coach also recommends gratitude. She says countless studies have shown the immense benefits of gratitude on the brain. When you focus on your blessings and good fortunes, you train your mind to handle stressful situations in a systematic way by looking at problems as mere happenings and to see solutions and opportunities in a clearer way. So learning to be more grateful and developing those gratitude practices uh, can help us with our mental and psychological flexibility. She recommends something she calls a solution mindset. She says, instilling a solution system by documenting your negative thoughts or issues to handle allows you to rationalize the situation you are facing document or write down the problem, the cause of it, what you can do to solve it, and the outside influences you can't control. So developing that solution mindset can make a huge difference in our ability to to flexibly address the things that come our way, focusing our attention on what we can do to solve the problem or the challenge. And she also recommends seeking a support system. And lots of the experts that I read in in preparing for this episode, and just for my own edification, talk about this. This particular coach in her article says, research has proven how a social support system can have a positive effect on our mental health and on the quality of our life. Surround yourself with trustworthy, honest, and positive people who would also keep you in check. Learn how to build your communication skills as well as how to deal with the difficult and toxic people who might be present in your life. All these things that she recommends and that, you know, show up in lots of other articles and things can help us develop and nurture a a psychological flexibility that will help us to be more productive. Other recommendations are from, from other sources are 
Um, cultivating an, an open-mindedness, learning to embrace change and avoid getting stuck in routines. Routines are valuable, right? We've talked about that a lot on this uh, on this podcast about ways that we can um, uh, be more efficient in the things that we need to do in our life by creating routines and using them. But it's important to be flexible as well and not be so stuck in those routines that we cannot adapt to change. And this is an area where I really need to work on this. In addition, other, other experts recommend continuous learning to help foster flexibility, keep updating our skills and knowledge, and diversify our experiences by exposing ourselves to different cultures, different people, different situations, listening to people who we might disagree with, but listening to learn and understand rather than, you know, blocking it out or listening only to find ways to refute what they're saying. All those things can help cultivate flexibility, which will help us in the long run to be more productive. Similarly, there are strategies for building resilience. According to an article that I read on Everyday Health, Resilience isn't a fixed trait. You can grow your capacity to practice resilience. The article says, and it's not constant, in that you might demonstrate a lot of resilience when it comes to one challenge you're faced with, but struggle more with being resilient when it comes to another stressor you're up against. So it's it might be situational, I guess. But it's encouraging to know that it's not a fixed trait. You, it's not something you either have or don't have, and you, you know, you have to live with whatever your situation is. This this article says you can grow your capacity to practice resilience, and some of the things that we can do to help build our personal resilience uh, is first of all to embrace challenges and understand that setbacks are a part of life and not a reflection of your personal worth. We can see these things as opportunities for growth, but we have to practice doing that, right? As I was reading this, I was thinking of the growth mindset that Carol Dweck, PhD, has famously written about in her very important book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Uh, Whereas a, a growth mindset, as she talks about it in the book, believes that skills and abilities can be learned and sees challenges and, and even failures as simply learning and growth opportunities, a fixed mindset, which is kind of the opposite of a growth mindset, a fixed mindset sees skills and abilities as innate and unchangeable. You either have them or you don't. And a fixed mindset sees challenges and failures as, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, evidence of personal inadequacy. Well, guess which mindset is more resilient? The person with a growth mindset is going to bounce back faster from a challenge or even from a failure because they've learned to see that as as a growth opportunity, as a learning opportunity. Whereas a person with a fixed mindset is is not going to bounce back as quickly from a failure or from a challenge because they're going to tell themselves a story about that challenge or that failure as meaning there's something wrong with me. I am inadequate. I am there's, I, I am wrong. Um, I am a failure instead of just, well, that didn't work. 
What can I learn from it and move on? So uh, learning to develop this growth mindset, and I do highly recommend uh, Dr. Dweck's book, Mindset, and we'll put a link in the show notes in case you haven't read it yet and want to, but learning to develop that growth mindset and not to tell yourself a story uh, that that shuts you down about what it means when you face a challenge and even when you fail. Other things we can do to help build our personal resilience is to stay connected, maintain strong relationships and social support. We just talked about that in connection with flexibility. It's true for resilience as well. The Mayo Clinic recommends that building strong, positive relationships with loved ones and friends can provide you with needed support, guidance, and acceptance in good and bad times and recommends establishing other important connections by volunteering or joining a faith or spiritual community, having connections with other human beings. As, as Brene Brown often says, we are as, as a species wired for connection and we can uh, support our own resilience by having that support system in place. Also encourage your own positive self-talk. As we discuss with respect to flexibility, how we talk to ourselves matters and learning to shift from negative beliefs about ourselves and negative talk about and to ourselves to empowering beliefs can make a huge difference in our ability to bounce back from setbacks. And several of the uh, resources I looked at talked about the importance of self-care in cultivating resilience. So physical fitness, nutrition, mental wellness practices, all these things matter. We are better able to bounce back from adversity when we are well and strong, no matter what kind of adversity we're facing. Um, Another article from the Mayo Clinic offers suggestions such as tend to your own needs and feelings, participate in activities and hobbies you enjoy, include physical activity in your daily routine, Uh, get plenty of sleep and create consistent bedtime rituals, eat a healthy diet, practice stress management and relaxation techniques such as yoga, meditation, guided imagery, deep breathing, or prayer. All of these things are ways of taking care of our physical and mental well-being, which makes us strong enough or helps to make us strong enough to bounce back when things go wrong. So... These are some of my thoughts, some of the things that I found as I started reading and researching these topics of flexibility and resilience and how they impact our productivity. They are crucial. This ability to adapt to change and the abilities to bounce back from setbacks, to to recover from adversity, all of these things are so important to our ability to be productive Again, in all the senses we talk about on this podcast, the, the day-to-day accomplishment of the things we need and want to do, uh, achieving our goals, and making a life that matters to us. So I encourage you to consider some of the, the things that we've talked about and take just small steps in our daily lives to cultivate these traits of flexibility and resilience. I mean, flexibility can can be cultivated by something as simple as just doing something a little different. Take a different route to from home to work or to the grocery store or wherever you might go uh, today. Do something different. Um, change your routine a little bit. 
all the various ways that we can cultivate these traits of flexibility and resilience can make a huge difference. And I encourage you to consider one implementing one new strategy this week to boost your flexibility or your resilience. And I would love to hear if you do that, um, how that works out for you, what you try and what your experience is. So these are some of my thoughts on this. These are some of the things that I'm trying to incorporate into my life to be more flexible and more resilient uh, as I'm facing sort of changes going into the next stage of, of my life and my life with my husband. I'd love to know what you think. What's a strategy that you will implement this week to build your own flexibility and resilience? You can share that or any questions you have or thoughts on this topic in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 465. That's also where you will find links to a bunch of the resources I've mentioned and some others that I hadn't actually mentioned. Uh, You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place where we can continue this conversation, maybe offer each other some suggestions, some ideas, some strategies that that have you've tried that have worked for you, um, stories. Look for support and encouragement. Please feel free to reach out there. Of course, as always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, before we go, I want to say a thank you to um, some people who've who've helped encourage me uh, and, and also helped, I guess, spread the word a little bit about this podcast. By These folks did this by leaving a review in um, various places. So, for instance, an Oli Crafter from the United States said, I'm so happy this popped up in my search. I don't know what I was looking for, but TPW popped up. I clicked, listened to one episode, and I'm hooked. Immediately followed and am many episodes in now. I love her insights on so many topics surrounding productivity and living a life that matters to you. Highly recommended. Thank you, Laura. Well, thank you, Oli Crafter from the United States. I'm I'm really delighted to, to hear that you're finding some value here. Mackenzie from the United States also said she finds the podcast well-created. She says, thank you for a well-created and simple podcast to fuel our days. Well, thank you, Mackenzie. And Dorothy Halla from the United States says, this is a new must-listen in my rotation. She says, Laura is a wonderful podcast host with a knack for finding interesting stories, digging out helpful tips, and supporting women in the world of business, entrepreneurship, and life. Um, And thank you. That's encouraging for me to hear. I I appreciate everyone who leaves feedback. It's always, you know, I love putting this podcast together, but most of the time it's just me at my desk talking to myself in front of a microphone. So hearing from you, whether it's through a review that you leave in Apple Podcasts or somewhere else, or an email or a post uh, question in the the Facebook group or wherever, is just so helpful to me, encouraging me to keep going and to um, hopefully help provide some content that adds value to your life. So thank you all for that. 
Uh, Before we go, also remember for listeners of this podcast, Calm offers that 40% discount, 40% off your Calm premium subscription by going to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Uh, Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was a good use of your time and you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm